Mindset fumbles and missteps happen when you commit more to your doubt than to your truth. And as entrepreneurs, working with endless doubt gets in the way of profitable success. When I first described what this podcast would be about and why I felt a need to jump into the fray, it was because I wasn't seeing enough attention being paid to to doing the deep inner work we need to do as entrepreneurs, not just have discussions that reach only surface level. I believe that transformation, the kind that changes the game for us and our business, requires us to go there so that we can show up as our best, most authentic selves in this season of our lives. In today's episode, I'll be going all in on mindset. Yours, mine, theirs, everybody's. Mindset that frames our outlook, our challenges, our opportunities, our expectations, and our beliefs. I know, a lot. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. I'm your host, Grace Howes biz soul nudger and mindset coach for highly driven soul conscious women age 40 and over just starting or transitioning in their business i support them as they work to get out of their own damn way to find out exactly what's causing the stuck so they can move through it to build their business their wealth and their lives in a more authentic true to who they are way In this podcast, we'll dive deep into what it takes, the mindset, the energy, the capacity, and yes, the confidence to grow a successful and thriving business your way. My wish is that you will be inspired and motivated, but also that you're armed, informed, and enlightened by the words shared here to help you come back to yourself. This is brave, bold, and badass, the podcast. Let's do this, shall we? Full disclosure, this was supposed to be the first episode of the podcast, but as any badass woman can do, I changed the order, so you're getting it today. Okay, first things first, I want to get clear on the word mindset. Mindset is the established set of attitudes or a set of assumptions, methods, or notions held by someone arising out of their worldview or philosophy of life. Yeah, that's a lot. And that's the boring but correct dictionary definition. But I have to tell you, I describe myself as a mindset coach. But to me, the word mindset doesn't really aptly describe the work I do with my clients. No, not at all. So as a first step, I wanted to break it down for you in a more direct and simple way. Your mindset is the thousands of thoughts you think about any given subject that subsequently informs what you do and how you do it. Now, wasn't that much better? The thing about mindset is that what you think is as important or even more so than what you do. Now, you might be saying, so why is that? I'm going to give you the reason. That's in large part because your actions depend on your beliefs. Your beliefs hold the key to how you show up anywhere and everywhere. 
going to drop this one on you. An even more simplified way of interpreting the correlation between your beliefs and your actions. And I want you to really think about these three words and how true they are for you right now. Really dig into where you can see this applying to you in your business and frankly, in your life. These three words are thoughts create results. Can succeeding in business be that simple? Why, yes, Virginia. You see, the key to understanding ourselves better in business is by taking care of our mind. I truly believe that the most successful ride of your life in owning a business is first to do your mindset work. Your mindset is just as important, and sometimes I think even more so, than any strategy you devise, any product you launch, or any content you write, because how you think in any given moment informs what you do, as I said, like before, and how you do it. What you believe in your heart of hearts is what you do. Over the years, working with women as their mindset coach, what I know for sure is that their mindset play such a vital role in determining their success. And that's because thoughts create results. In fact, I know this firsthand because it's what hindered me from showing up in my own business when I first started. Our mindset, of course, also factors into how we interpret our failures, which means we might create a problem when there really wasn't one to begin with. Now, some of you may be thinking, Grace, you're talking woo-woo stuff, and that's not my thing. But on the tip-tip periphery of your brain, you might also be asking yourself, why is mindset such a powerful player in my business? Everyone keeps talking about it as if it matters that much. It doesn't. All I need to do is to push myself more, to be more ambitious, keep my eye on the prize. Well, that, that last part is true. You do need to keep your eye on the prize, the strategic goals you set for yourself in business. But this overall thinking is what I'm going to term the hustle more hustle maneuver. Because it's in this state that we tend to forget ourselves, our own humanity, and forget our female way of being present. We cannot step away from these facts about who we are. And as an aside, I recognize that this is especially so for women who still subscribe or still haven't shed the coat of deeply ingrained patriarchy that was handed to them or the intersectionality of oppression we encounter in our daily lives and our relationship to the power paradigms at play. For this episode, though, I want to concentrate more on the internal beliefs you have about who you are, what you're capable of, which then taps into the sometimes unacknowledged fears you have around any aspect of being in business that then affects how you show up. For example, in a previous life, I owned two creative businesses. I was a quilt artist and then a bookbinder. And for the longest, longest time, I, like many of the women I now encounter, have had the idea that marketing always had to involve being sleazy and manipulative. 
I didn't see any other examples that allowed this interpretation not to be a fact in my head. I held on to this story, this belief, for years, all of those years. And because this belief permeated every part of my mental state, you can well imagine that I never really figured out how to market my products as effectively as I could have done. I never, ever wanted to come across as a sleazeball. That felt anathema to the values I held, the values I still hold. Sleazy for me meant being pushy and irritating, just so I could get the sale. So much so that I even hesitated in engaging in simple conversation when people came up to my table at a craft show, so that they didn't think that I was the only thing that I wanted that I was trying to do was to get them to purchase. Which really was silly in the end because of course I want them to buy one of my handmade products, duh. When I talked about my new products in my emails, for instance, I tended to use what I call power leak words. Words like, I hope, rather than taking a positive firm stand about the art quilts and handmade journals, I put my whole soul into making. Deep inside, I believed that to shout out about my products would repel potential customers. That would offend and turn people off from ever buying the artwork that I was so proud came from my hands. This mindset I had about marketing directly impacted who I thought I was, which you might not be surprised to know was intrinsically tied to my sense of worthiness. My beliefs, the internal goings-on that I brought with me when I stepped into my studio each time, greatly impacted the actions I took to then market my products. I knew, though, that when I started as a coach, that I'd need to address this issue once and for all, because now I didn't have a product to showcase or hide behind to win them over, to win new clients over. What became apparent to me was that I had to find a way to shift my original belief about marketing. But how? My work these days are about three value words I hold dear. Light, truth, and joy. And I will go into um, a separate episode to tell you all about how that came up, how I got to those three words. I wanted more more like desperately needed to find the joy in marketing. I wanted to be okay with talking about me and what I do, letting women know how I could help them without allowing the crappy thoughts I entertained before to hold me in its grip. I needed to create a mindset shift within myself. Now, a brief word about mindset shifts. Almost sounds like I'm cutting to a commercial somehow. Anyway, mindset shifts don't happen only because you've figured out why something isn't working. If that were the case, we'd all be in a fantastic, non-impeding mental state about the things that are holding us back. I believe that creating a mindset shift is about intentionally stepping into the territory of what's possible. Now, don't get me wrong. Figuring out why things aren't working is one of the things you must do. It's an important step in getting unstuck. 
and supercharging your forward momentum. But that's only the first part of this shift journey. Staying in the why and yet bemoaning where you are does nothing to help you. Because, hun, let me tell you, do I ever know about that? For change to truly become reality for you, you have to shift your thinking. And that can be some of the hardest work you will ever do. You have to shift your thoughts to something other than the ones that have hung around forever, that constantly invade, that have already set up permanent space in your mind, and that show up when there's a deadline looming, or when you've got a stack of work to do, and every part of you is saying, I can't do this because of what XYZ thinking you're doing. Only in this way, that shift in your thinking, will possibility find a way in. Because you've cleared away enough of the cobwebs that have obscured your view of what's real, so that you can start doing the work that gets you the results you desire. A former client of mine came to me because she wanted to change her thinking on one particular thing. She wanted to start believing that she could increase her earnings to what she'd made previously. Work that she had almost two decades, 20 whole years, y'all, of experience in. When I asked her why this was hard for her, she didn't have an answer for me. Because this wasn't a mindset shift about her capacity to do the work or that she couldn't bring in the same amount of money. No, this work that we were going to do was going to have us tapping into her self-confidence tank or what was in it because she wanted to believe in something she didn't have knowledge nor previous evidence of. Now she needed to create a habit, a new habit, around something she was totally unfamiliar with. That was the scary part. And this is what defined our work together. Listen, we don't have to start out with the highest of confidence, but we do have to build that muscle that continues to grow with the behaviors we exhibit and the actions we take. A crawling baby doesn't have confidence yet that she will be able to walk, but she will continue to crawl to build up her leg muscles so that when she tries to stand, she's got the evidence to prove that her legs will withstand the pressure of her whole body. You remember that saying, practice makes perfect? I'm going to switch it up on you a little bit. I want you to remember this instead as you exercise your own belief muscle whilst creating the mindset shifts you need. This new phrase is practice makes possible. But you knew there was a but coming, didn't you? But practice makes possible can only come in when we get clear on the things we think about when we bring in more intentional awareness to all these thoughts we think that would otherwise go unnoticed. Thoughts create feelings which in turn propels action or inaction. Changing a habit, even a thought habit, is hard at first. We have to catch ourselves in the act and then flip the switch in the moment so you see yourself and your business in a new way. 
This then opens you up to a myriad of possibilities that can turn into solid opportunities for you, that follow through, that takes time to become a regular habit. Now, if you're a dog owner, you might have heard the theory that if you want to correct your dog whilst you're training them, you need to do it right away because in just a couple of minutes, they will have no clue what you're reprimanding them for. Yep, that's a real thing. And if they don't have a clue because the act that you want them to correct in their head has long gone, then you'll be sending mixed messages. Same for the thought blips you have. Being keenly aware of them when they happen and reframing them in the moment is one of the key differences between endless repeating an affirmation mantra and creating a solid mindset shift that can change the game for you. Now, wait a minute. I'm all about affirmations, so don't come for me, please. But mindset shifts need more attention. In researching about mindset, I found this quote from Sarah Peck, a writer and founder of Startup Parent. She wrote, Learning is a constant experience of expansion, difficulty, repetition, and mastery. Dang, that's so good. And so very true. Regular and repeated self-awareness is imperative part of the learning you will do that will bring about internal transformations so you can blow it up in your business. Think of it like this. In the moment awareness puts a kink in the works, like bending a hose in half that's spilling water all over the place. This is the type of kink you want because it pauses the automatic thinking so that you can reset. Once you make a habit of noticing, of being aware and catching the automatic thought process, you can begin to do the work of changing this pattern, of using new words to replace them. Have you ever heard of the reticular activating system, the RAS? It's a bunch of neurons in the brain that mediates your behavior. It filters into things you believe and exclude all the rest. It interprets incoming information and directs the brain to appropriate action. Now, this is good in a way. It's why when you buy a new car, you then begin to see it everywhere because your brain has taken in the information that the car is important to you and important to remember. Or maybe you filter out all the noise in a crowded coffee shop, but when the person who you went there to meet shows up and calls out your name, you hear them. The bad thing about this filter system is your beliefs also shape what you take in to create an automatic loop of the same old thoughts. You get an email asking you to be a speaker at an upcoming conference, virtually, of course. Your immediate thought reaction might be something like, there is no way I can possibly do that. Speak in front of a crowd? Absolutely not. In a split second, your RAS has filtered the information, sent the action to the brain to respond accordingly to already captured data which then signals the fear of speaking in public thought loop to play in your head. Another feature of the RAS is that it automatically does this job for you. So no wonder when you want to create a mindset shift, it's hard. Your brain has already been set up 
to perform a series of actions. Only now you'd like the thought loop not to begin playing because they don't serve you anymore. At the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that our mindset plays a vital role in determining our success and how we deal with failures, something I'll talk about in a future episode. What I want to leave you right now with is that the key to unlocking your internal structure to know more about what makes you do the things you do so that you can switch it up if it no longer serves you is going all in on your mindset. Thanks for listening today. Now, you know what I'm going to say here, right? Can you please do me a favor? Take a moment to leave a five-star rating or review of the podcast. It not only helps other women find it, but it feeds the algorithm beast to keep us new and noteworthy. I'd love to hear how these words are hitting you. Come find me on the DMs on the gram and let me know. Alrighty then, till next time, be brave, be bold, stay badass.